It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified Podcast. My name is Vanessa Grace. I'm your host. Welcome to today. Welcome to the tail end of the heat wave where I am, where it's starting to be under 100 degrees for the high of the day. The high this weekend, the highest temp was 114 degrees in Vancouver, Washington, where I live. And let me tell you, We are so happy that we had AC. I just didn't even go outside until the evening because I am not a heat person. And so I was just like, I'm just going to stay inside and live my best life in inside my four walls. And I'm really glad that I gave that gift to myself. So that's the perfect segue to talk about our topic today, which is give yourself some grace. So frequently, when people are in a process of change, they have these expectations that they're going to do it right the first time, that they're going to figure it out and execute whatever this new thing is without any mistakes. And my personal experience and professional experience has shown me that that is a bunch of bull honky hoo-ha, that that's not the way it happens. There is, however, in codependency, this element of perfectionism. There's this element of control. There's this element of um, self-esteem issues and shame and the fear that making mistakes will cause something to go awry. Someone will be unhappy with us. Some sort of disaster will occur and we will now be responsible for fixing it because isn't that the way of a codependent person? And so all of these fears come up when we experience um, an imperfection, something that is just incredibly human. Part of being able to give yourself grace is to recognize that you are already perfect. You are all ready, perfect, just as you are. There are things about yourself that you want to shift, but because you are perfect, you are already lovable. This is your birthright as a human with a soul. And yes, you have a soul. Don't make a sarcastic joke to me right now that you don't have one. Oh, what if I don't have a soul? Like I've, I'm ahead of you. I was raised by people with comebacks and humor. I got you. So you have this birthright to be forgiven for not doing everything exactly the way you should. We have emotions and we end up making mistakes. And when we are trying to change, we can be even harder on ourselves because we're like, gosh, I thought that I was doing so good. Why did I mess up? Why did I backslide? And you can you know, go into realizing that 
your coping mechanisms and the way that you have been dealing with your life is so ingrained. I mean, if you were to look back how long you have been doing that coping mechanism that you just used that you're trying to not use anymore, if you were to look back at how long you had been using it, you would realize how ingrained in your brain it is and how it's almost like a muscle response in your body sometimes. And so you have to really stop and think and catch yourself before your body starts moving to go do it, before your brain starts like activating everything to make it automatically happening, to make it automatically happen. You are creating a new neural pathway in your mind and that's gonna take a second. Now with like energy work and healing work and doing some spiritual things, it can accelerate it more than just straight up therapy and behavioral change. Um, but either method that you're using is gonna take a second. It's gonna take a beat. And you have the window to be kind to yourself. If someone were to speak to you the way that you spoke to yourself when you messed up, you would think it was horrifying. And so, and others around you would be like, that's really not okay. You deserve to be treated with more kindness and you deserve to be treated with more kindness by yourself. You do not have to be so hard on yourself. Sometimes people are hard on themselves due to past conditioning, things that happened in their past that kind of, they, they were brought up in a way where certain phrases were repeated or there was an understanding of expectations. And so it had become ingrained that it's just your job to take care of this. It's your job to be perfect. You can't make mistakes. You can't give yourself any space for the wiggle room of, you know, being a newbie or learning. But that is, in most places in life, just not the case. And when you allow yourself room to be human, it's actually a little bit more fun you can get to the point where you laugh at yourself. Now, some of you might have some life areas where you are capable of laughing at yourself and being forgiving of yourself and giving yourself grace when there is a mistake. But then there are other life areas where you hold yourself to this higher standard and get into these things that I'm talking about with perfectionism and control and beating yourself up for um, you know, still making an old choice when you're trying to make the new choices. And so I want you to notice which ones you're forgiving of and can laugh at yourself about and which ones you can't. And I want you to pay attention to why that is. Why are you comfortable with certain ones? And why are you uncomfortable with the other ones that you're uncomfortable with? What will happen if there is a mistake? What belief system is underneath the the ones where mistakes aren't allowed. What um, what story are you telling yourself? What do you imagine will happen when you imagine it going wrong? Like what's going to go wrong? And it might lead to something deeper that's going to help you explain about why that one is so fearful. And it's probably rooted in some situation where you felt not good enough 
not loved, not right, something's wrong with me, and it's going to activate that feeling inside of you on this really like primal level that's all about like attachment and love with our families and, and am I worthy of love? And so when you are able to remind yourself that even though I made this mistake and I was human in, in my change process, I want to be good to myself. I recognize that I am still worthy. I am a human with a soul and my soul is always worthy of love and is always perfect. And I want you to recognize that within yourself when you make the mistake to help heal that part of you that is concerned it is not good enough. I'm going to take a second and I'm going to talk about the stages of change because it seems like the perfect time to bring those up. So the stages of change has five different spots. Sorry for my little computer ding if you could hear that. So there's five different stages and any change that you go through in life, you will go through these five stages. The first stage is pre-contemplation. Pre-contemplation meaning you're not having cognitions about it yet. You're not contemplating it yet. You are fully unaware that this change is necessary or could be good for you or wanted or needed. Other people may point out to you that this change is needed, but you are pretty much blind to it. So that's pre-contemplation. The next stage is contemplation where, ta-da, you're starting to think about it. Yeah, you're starting to contemplate it. You might not believe it yet, but you go, huh, I wonder if there's some connections here. And you're like, hey, wait a second. Somebody told me that a year ago and I wasn't paying attention. <gasps> what were they talking about? And you start to put the pieces together and wonder if change might be good. The contemplation stage is a place where people can spend a lot of time. The next stage is preparation. You maybe have decided to change now, but you are pondering what it would be like to change. You are in a, a place of imagination because you have to imagine something before you can do it um, with most things. And you're also information gathering. You're maybe having conversations with people that sound like you're going to do this. Maybe you've done web research or bought a book. And so because you've taken action in terms of doing research, it looks like you're taking action, which is actually the name of the next phase. But if you're not actually doing it yet and you're just gathering resources, you're still in the preparation phase. So like I said just now, the next stage is action. That's when you're actually doing the change. You are buying the new couch. You are actively breaking up with your partner and not letting them back in your life. You are deciding that you're going to get your hair cut. You are actually in therapy or in a coaching program to learn about how to heal past trauma, addiction issues, codependency, um, relationship problems. I'm trying to say one that I can't think of. Um, assertiveness issues or 
you know, anxiety or depression. The one I want is still not coming to me. Boom. Attachment issues. That's the one I was trying to think of. And so you're actively working on those things. You're reading the books. You're applying. You're thinking about what it is. And you're practicing something differently um, with how you think about yourself and with what you're doing in the world. I mean, the action stage could also be just something as simple as deciding you're going to buy yourself an electronic toothbrush rather than a you know, regular standard toothbrush and you're actually going to brush your teeth with it and you're actually doing it. So the stages of change can be applied to more complex and the simpler things of life. The fifth stage is, um, oh my God, it left me. The fifth stage is pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance. I had to go through them. The fifth stage is maintenance. And maintenance only occurs after doing something is so routine and rote for you that you can do it on autopilot in your life and it's not hard. So some people with certain changes never move into maintenance because it's always a daily choice to remember to behave a certain way or to think a certain way or to um, have certain actions. And so they might stay in action for forever because it's constant work for them. And that's more um, deep-seated psychological behavior addiction stuff. Um, but it doesn't always have to be an addiction, you know. So there could be things in your life that you're just going to be in action forever when you get there because you just have to keep thinking about it. So when you know this model... And that people don't always move forward in the model. You can move backwards in the model and forward and backwards and forward. And you can jump around. You're never going to return to pre-contemplation once you move to contemplation, though. So you're not going to go backwards into pre-contemplation. But once you leave pre-contemplation and enter contemplation, you're going to stay in those bottom four forever. You could even end up in maintenance, maintenance and have to go back to action or preparation to make adjustments. So this is some really practical information for how to think about change so that you can give yourself more grace, more forgiveness, more love, believing that you have worth regardless of whether or not you're acting quote unquote right all the time. Because there's a lot of different ways to quote unquote act right. But usually, if you are codependent, there is a pretty narrow expectation of what right was. And so you're feeling bad for not being in those bumpers. But it's okay to go outside of them because codependency was a survival skill for you for a situation that was not ideal and was missing some certain things because other people didn't have them. Codependency wasn't a reflection of you. It was a reflection of other people. And so you being able to give yourself more space um, means that you're not playing by the rules of people who were missing some things that they need to take care of in themselves. And that's not your job. You can give yourself that increased space because you deserve the chance to make a mistake and then learn from it. I have made so many mistakes in my life and in my business um, about all sorts of stuff that I have had the chance to learn from. When something happens, I have begun to ask myself, okay, what is this teaching me? How can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? 
it is possible for you to be asking yourself the same question. Rather than beating yourself up, you could say, okay, I know that I'm having tough emotions right now, but what can I learn from this? How, what is it showing me about myself? Okay, it's showing me that I need to grow in this area or that I'm not as ready as I thought I was, so I need more self-care time or I need more information or I need to have less time with certain people because they are still too triggering for me. I have to do more healing so I'm not as triggered to be able to spend time with them. So I have to limit my time with them until I'm ready to be around them if I ever choose to be. So there's lots of things that you can learn about yourself if you're willing to stop beating yourself up for being human and begin to think of it as this is an opportunity for me to understand myself better. This is an opportunity for me to take a beat, take a breath, take a fucking moment and be with myself and understand myself better and understand how I can give myself more love. My dear, you deserve so much grace. You deserve to forgive yourself for so many things that have happened and you deserve to free yourself of shame. One of the things that you guys know I offer is my program, the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap. She's getting word up again. She's getting ready to launch in August. We're doing nine months. There's a theme for each month in this group coaching program. And we talk about my pillars of self-care and self-awareness and really knowing what you need and boundaries. And we go deep into those two while going through the themes of every month. We're going to be talking about how energy influences codependency. We're going to be talking about how to incorporate stillness and meditation and spiritual awareness into your healing of codependency. I am so excited for this next um, this next iteration of the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap, and I honestly feel like it's going to be the best one yet. If you are interested in this program, DM me on Instagram or email me here. Well, not here. Here is a podcast. Email me at my email, which is vanessa at soulamplified.org, and we can get a a curiosity call set up, which is 30 minutes of you and me talking about what your needs are and what this program is and seeing if they're a match for you. And this is, of course, a free call. My dear, you are amazing and wonderful and go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.